glitter. I'm in your egg and everywhere like glitter. With diamonds in my veins, glitter. All I want is to hear from you like glitter. Some girls were made to shine. Welcome back, all of you, to Jules from NZ, the glitter episodes, where I ramble about topics that interest me, ask call-ins, and tell you all about my crazy life. These may mention life in Aotearoa, New Zealand, but are a little more Jules-focused. Um, all that glitters is gold, right? So let's hope these episodes are gold too. <laughs> so today we've got a few topics for you. We're going to be talking more about whose theme song is better, and maybe settling the debate. I've got some stories for you about recent D&D games and the wonderful and horrible things that happened. I'll share some beautiful call-ins that I received in response to my Valentine's episode. So glitter and love are in the air. Let's do this. Just Gems. First up, I have the lovely three J's of Josh, Jason, and John talking about favorite podcast theme songs. So that's Josh from JB Publishing, uh, Jason from Nerds Variety RPG Cast, and John from the Red Dice Diaries. Take it away, 3J. Hey, Josh Beckelheimer here. So my favorite, and it's the best. I mean, actually, there's no question. You can say what you want to say, but the best theme song is Andy Goodman's theme song of Expedition to the Grizzly Peaks. Even if you haven't heard his podcast yet, just download the latest one and just listen to his theme song. And bam, you'll know the clear winner is Andy Goodman. Though I think though he doesn't have his theme song on his actual plays. Either way, find it, listen to it, and then realize how right I am. Hey Jules, Jason here, Nerds RPG Variety Cast. So most of my episodes don't have that music that, you know, makes your makes your ears bleed, so that's probably good for you. Um sorry about that. It's you know, it, it, it it's the deck of cards I was given. Um and what can I say? I'm a little weird. So TJ provided it for me. But, you know, if you skip that entry, you know, skip that each time, it's okay. See, Maddie agrees. He's okay with you skipping it. Yep. Maddie says hi to you. Um, as far as the best song, I honestly can't. Like you say, most are done by TJ Drennan anyway. But I actually have a soft spot for the ones that people do themselves. So, like, Ray Otis, I think, sings his own. I know um, Rob over at Down in Heap sings his own. Uh, you know, a couple other people do. And, and I and obviously, Logan Howard sings his own. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, I have an affinity for those that do sing their own. And yours, of course. I, I wasn't skipping you. Keep the best for last, right? So, I, but, yeah, I, I, I kind of think there is something magical for those that have the courage to sing their own. Early on in my episodes, you'll find somewhere there in the Arneson month, I do do I do sing a little bit, and it's very bad. So I feel bad for you for having to listen to that if you do listen to my episodes. Um, but aside from that, 
thank you for playing my message, and thank you for all the great content you give us. And I'm going to take care of Maddie, and we'll talk to you later. Say bye, Maddie. Hey, Jules, Jason here, Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I've been thinking about some more. And I still love all of TJ's theme songs, and I especially love all the theme songs people have sung for themselves. Like Rob over down in the heap. Sorry about that noise in the background. That's my boss texting me. But, I, yeah, I really like the ones that people have done themselves. Um, people like me that have no no talent that let TJ do them, I like all those too. Out of TJ's, I think I'm partial to Annie Goodman's on Expedition of the Grizzly Peaks. You know, I and I really like his outro music. So... Yeah, I really like what TJ did for Andy, but my vote would still be for the the homemade ones, as it were, because I, I I think that's special. Um, I and I say that as somebody that doesn't have a homemade one. So <laughs> anyway, just want to leave that for you. Give you that update. Take care. Hey Jules, it's John here from the Red Dice Diaries. Just been listening to your latest episode. You're asking people to call in about theme tunes and also asking how you could get some of that sweet, sweet TJ Drennan tunage going on. Now, although I don't use any of TJ's tunes, excellent though they are, I believe he has a Patreon setup, and if you sign on to the Patreon, he makes various different tunes available that you can use in your podcasts. At least that's what I've come to understand by listening to the various other anchorites. For myself, as I often joked when I'm talking to TJ about this, I'm fairly minimalist when it comes to music. I have a bit at the start, a bit at the end, occasionally the odd sort of scratchy record sound effect, but that's about it. I don't really go in for the mad lengthy music. As for tunes that haven't been written by TJ Drennan, I'm a a little bit surprised. I mean, does that sort of thing even actually exist? As far as I was aware, he'd pretty much got the monopoly on tunes for Anchorite podcasts. At least that is what it seems like with the OSR Anchorite. And to be honest, pretty well deserved. Although I'm not big into the, the musical interludes myself, you got to recognise talent when you see it. And TJ is obviously a very talented individual and does some great work. Now, when it comes to my favourite tune, despite your scandalous reveal that my tune is not your favourite, which, fair enough. My personal favourite has got to be Spencer, a.k.a. Free Thralls, Keep Off the Borderlands theme tune. I think that's absolutely great. Well, enjoy the episode. That's my tuppence there, so take care, and I'll catch you soon. So, JB, with a vote for Andy. Uh, I hope you don't mind I've just named you JB, apparently. Just... (laughs) randomly and spontaneously just jb okay well you're jb now (laughs) vote for andy you know you're not wrong mate i went and found andy's podcast after you recommended it like the first time and i ended up listening to a bunch of his episodes as well so really you're to blame for any messages i ramblingly left for him (laughs) sorry if andy if you're listening to that Jason, I feel really mean now saying that your song made my ears bleed. Um, It didn't make my ears bleed. It's just not my thing. But I agree. It's an incredible talent to make your own. And I did give my own a go myself this time. Um, You may have heard it at the start of this episode. I don't know what you thought about it. So 
let me know. And I can't wait to go back and find that episode where you sang. I am listening to your episodes, but I have to admit I've been listening to the more recent stuff. So I'm going to go back and hunt that out. Cool. Another vote for Andy. See, Andy's doing pretty well right now. And John, thanks for the TJ Patreon tip. I'm pretty keen to look into that as soon as I can get funds together. Judging from my attempt, maybe sooner than later would be good. (laughs) And you're right, my not liking your music as much as I like Collins is pretty scandalous. I apologize. I really hope that you find it in your heart to forgive me. But I do agree that TJ is hugely talented and makes some incredible podcast theme songs. So who do we have next? Oh, look. Who is this? The man of the moment himself, TJ Drennan. Hey, Jules, it's TJ, and I don't think it would be fair for me to vote on one of my own songs as my favorite, but honestly, I don't have to worry about that because my favorite song is Logan Howard's theme to his uh, Sword Cleaver podcast, uh, which he plays a long a longer version of it at the end. And Logan is the one that originally got me into doing this because he was doing all these acapella themes for these shows. And I started doing a show where I parodied some of these shows because uh, I think I'm funny, apparently. And when I did, I would redo those songs with full orchestration and the same lyrics but slightly different. And uh, then still claim that Logan was the one doing them and he was just doing them all that with his mouth. So that was the joke. And um, anyway, see you later. Thanks, TJ. You're a sweetie to call in and explain how Logan helped get you started. That was really cool to hear about. Um, I am going to try and say your podcast name right now. And it is Melodorous Miasma Meltdown. I think maybe I got that right. Um... Go listen to that podcast. Another anchorite are doing amazing things. Um, and I'm all about plugging other fellow awesome um, anchorites. Uh, so I guess I just wanted to say thanks, TJ, for providing the community with such awesome resources to help sound professional and fun. Um, you do really amazing work. And one day I will reach out to work with you myself as soon as I stop spending my money on cosplay. I've really got to stop doing that. Although I really did want to build that Harley Quinn outfit from Birds of Prey first so maybe I'll just do that first and then stop (laughs) I mean that's what all the adults say right like just one more uh anyway let's move on to talking about my other love TTRPG or tabletop role-playing games I called into quite a few shows recently because I've been binging my fellow anchorites podcast and I've been talking about my love of D&D 5e And how sometimes I feel a bit silly loving a game that everybody else finds to be quite flawed or outdated by newer old school games, which is kind of interesting. Um, But, you know, like I was calling in to basically say that true love is blind and forever. And I truly love D&D 5e. So silly I might be, but I'm really happy with my passion of that. And Jason called in to reply to... um, one of my messages I left on a fellow podcast. Hey, Jules, Jason here. Just want to say, I just listened to, um, heh, I'm tired, long day at work, sorry. Spencer, his podcast, Keep Off the Borderlands. And I want to back up what he said. Never think you're stupid, for, and this goes to anybody, this isn't just to you. 
never think you're stupid for enjoying a system. Whether it's 5e, whether it's the Black Hack, whether it's Rollmaster, whatever system it is. If you like it, that's great. Enjoy what you like. There's no need to feel bad because you like something that some other people are putting down. You know? There's no such thing as bad wrong... Well, there is bad wrong fun if you're making fun of other people. But if you're having fun and nobody's being hurt, there's no such thing as bad wrong fun. So, talk to you later. Thanks, Jason. I love the phrase, there's no such thing as bad wrong fun. That's cool. I may also steal that too. Um, Thanks for the support. And I love the fact that you've called in to my show heaps and that you're getting heaps out of it. So... Please um, keep calling in, and I love hearing your voice and support, and I love hearing Molly's. So I also call into another podcast, Goblin's Henchman, and left a creepy idea for um, a room in a crowdsourced dungeon uh, called, he's, he's terming the audio dungeon. So we hear a new voice on Jules from NZ, the Glitter episodes today. Welcome to Goblin's Henchman. Hi Jules, Goblin's Henchman here. Thanks very much for your your entry there. That's fantastic. Super creepy. I like uh, on the only on the second time round did I pick up the the sort of inference of the bones that this is an ongoing trap that works, um, keeps working. You know, <laughs> first time I the bones. Oh yes, yes. But second time, oh yes, of course. People don't escape. Anyway, great. Thank you. If you want to do any more, go for it. There, that was great. Thank you. And I'll uh, I have to check out. I've heard you. I've heard you on Spike Pit, um, but uh, have yet to be back. Have a look at some of your other podcasts. So I'll, I'll have to track back and have a look. All right. Cheers then. Bye. Thanks for dropping by. Uh, go check out the Goblins Henchman's podcast. It's full of really interesting information, and that audio dungeon that's being crowdsourced is really really cool. So I encourage you to go listen to those episodes, absolutely. I hope to hear from you again soon if you do end up checking out the rest of my episodes. Okay, let's take a small break from Collins to talk about something deadly and devastating. Just time to shine. So, here's some news for you. I've never run a D&D 5e campaign before. <laughs> I've run plenty of one-shots, but I've never had the pleasure of running several games in a row in the same world and storyline with continuing characters. Never. So, this weekend, I had my first ever time DMing for the same people, playing the same characters, picking up where we left off, and it was incredible. I was so excited. I spent like the whole day preparing by putting like tabs in my DM guide and my monster manual and rereading and rereading over the adventure module that we're playing through at the moment. And it was amazing. They were so excited to sit down again. They were so excited to be back with their characters, back with their friends. Um, these are people that are brand new basically to D&D 5e that I found over a Facebook group and put like a random group of people that have never played and never met each other together. So um, it's kind of awesome being on the ground floor of um, a group like this. But Anyway, it was we're playing this house and we're clearing out room to room and they're learning about what they can do and it was going great until 
the spider swarm. Well, until both of the spider swarms. So here's what happened. Okay, so they've met a spider swarm in a previous room and they open up another door and it's full of spider webs, right? So they're learning and they're like, okay, how far away is the sparkly thing in the fireplace that we definitely want to investigate? Because the new players and every sparkly thing could be like a big thing. Plus they realized the other day, like last time they played, that a health potion costs 50 gold and they don't have 50 gold together as a group. So um, <laughs> they're big on mining for money right now. They're actually skinning all the animals to take to the tannery. Um, it's hilarious. Anyway, um, so they want the shiny thing in the fireplace, right? And she was like, how far away is it? And can I get my mage hand down there? And I was like, well, yeah, technically you can. So she like puts her mage hand down there. But as you know, if it's if it's solid enough to pick up an object, it's solid enough to smack webs, right? So that happens, and uh, that sets off the spider swarms, and they start running towards the characters. And basically, they meet out in the hallway, two swarms, everything's going wrong. They're rolling really badly. Um, anybody who has fought a spider swarm before knows that they are resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, um and slashing, I think it is, um, damage, which is pretty much the only damage they're doing until uh, one of them realizes that the little cantrip that they have, Ray of Frost, is probably going to be of good use um, in this situation. Anyway, it's all going horribly, horribly wrong, and they're squishy. They're level two at this point, and one of them goes down. Uh, they don't have any health potions. Um, they're still fighting the swarm. He rolls a um, death saving throw. He rolls a one. It's okay. He is a halfling. So we go with halfling luck, right? We re-roll that one. Yeah, he rolled a one again. So <laughs> that counts as two failures, as you know. I start panicking because I'm like, crap. Okay, I wasn't really worried about like one death saving throw. Um, I just realized that the cleric cast their last spell slot at the swarm, so no longer has a spell slot for cure wounds anymore. This is bad. They don't have health potions. There is health potions in the house, right? Like, but I can't just tell them where they are because that's not realistic. And I'm like, it's okay, it's okay, we'll do medicine checks. And I tell them all about medicine checks because it's not something they've had to do before. So I explain it all and I explain about assisting, like if you wanted to assist with a medicine check, giving that person advantage instead, or do you all want to roll your own medicine checks? Like the odds are, you know, a kind of 50-50, like one of you is bound to roll a high enough check in order to stabilize them, right? Nobody does. Everybody rolls the shittest medicine checks in the history of ever. And I'm like, crap. Okay. So I was like, what have we got? What have we got going on here? She's got detect magic. So I just let her cast detect magic. And I'm like, oh, there feels like some healing things on going on down here and so they go running down there um where they are is in a drawer which requires like an investigation check of like 13 because it is a hidden kind of nook it's not just like there um I could have made them be just there but I felt like that would be you know uh, I don't know like I just there was a lot of things I could have done differently. But anyway, I had a little timer sitting there and I was like, if you get all this done before the timer goes off, I'll let you run back. They didn't. 
Um, and basically, uh, they rolled another death save and failed it. That is three death saves. There is failed. There is no coming back from that. Um, as much as I would have loved for there to be. And, and like, I am the DM. I know I'm the God of the world. Like I could have just gone, a fairy comes in with a convenient health potion and pulls it in this poor person's mouth covered in spiders. Like I I absolutely could have done that because I am DM and God of the world, but I just, I, I believe in character death. Like I think taking it away or providing the fix all the time only encourages them to just be crazy because there are no restrictions. There's no rules anymore. Um, and though I feel really, really mean and I feel really bad about what happened, um, I want play to be gritty and real and bad things do happen. Um, and I want that. I, I believe in, in character death in a game, but I feel really bad. It was their first ever character. They were a level two character, super, super squishy. And yeah. Now, by the way, they're fine with it. They were laughing. They were like, I'm a halfling with the world's worst luck. Um, and they just sat there, rolled up a new character. And I found a way to join them in about 10 minutes later because I felt so bad. I was like come on in but so they're fine it's just me that feels really bad so <laughs> if you could call in and tell me stories about your first character death as a dm or call in and tell me your thoughts on death at the table or just call in and give me the audio version of a hug because i really need one let's talk about it and hug it out so I feel better. I can't wait to hear from you all on this. Um, I'm going to end the podcast on a lighter note by playing my responses to the Valentine's episode that I put out last week. So first up, the man, the myth, the walker of Molly, it's Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast. By the way, I forgot to mention that the holidays you mentioned about Valentine's Day and the issues with it. And I agree with you 100%. It falls in the kind of holidays we call Hallmark holidays, like Grandparents Day and, you know, whatever else that, you know, their holidays, the card companies probably came up with. Like you say, if you care about somebody, it should come across every day regardless, or at least pretty darn often regardless. And it shouldn't need a, a day on the calendar to where you have to go buy a special card from the Hallmark store to what Hallmark's company sells greeting cards in the U.S. I don't know if they have Hallmark down there. But anyway, just wanted to weigh in on that. So talk to you later. Jason, Hallmark Holidays makes sense as a title, and I may steal that. Also, uh, <laughs> we have Hallmark cards here. Absolutely, yes. Are they like the only card company worldwide? <laughs> I know they're damn expensive, that's for sure. Next up. Well, you've heard his voice on this podcast several times before. You know him and you love him. Let's say hi to him. It's Joey from Hindsightless. Kiwara Jules, it's Joe from Hindsightless. Fantastic episode on Valentine's Day and awesome tips on dating you. <laughs> yeah, but total same same on Valentine's Day. It is just so commercialized and forced. Uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but I don't like being told what to do. So when a day tells me how to feel, ew, no, I don't like it. I do not like it. 
And plus, like, they skipped the whole part about St. Valentine's Day being beaten with clubs and rocks. And then when that didn't kill him, they cut his damn head off. Where is that in the holiday? You know, you show me some of that and maybe we'll talk. But anyway, as far as names go for this, your new show, uh, maybe Assorted Jewels. I don't know. That's kind of on brand, but we'll see. Anyway, peace out. You know, you're right. It completely misses the point on the stoning and the whole beheading the thing. That dude, he really got himself into trouble, old St. Valentine's. Maybe we should change Valentine's and make it more like Guy Fawkes of old, where they set, like, you know, the scarecrow guy on fire. We'll make a scarecrow and, like, throw rocks at it. You know, like, yeah, take that, Dave. Who's too hard to buy a present for now, Dave? Okay, well... Maybe I have some unresolved men issues. That's probably why I don't get dates on Valentine's either. <laughs> I think I need some sweetly strummed music to calm down to. And TJ Drennan provided the perfect thing to end this episode on with a song that actually made me cry because it's so beautiful. The melody is probably familiar, and if you recognize it, points to you because the first few notes of that song I actually have tattooed on my leg, completely unbeknownst to TJ when he wrote it which just proves that he is the best no matter which podcast theme song it is you're all lucky to have had one done by the master theme song writer tj thanks to my patreons lucas scott jen james and jason oh my goodness glenn james and jason why is that such a tongue twister you all have my heart i promise to never kill you off in a campaign well on purpose, anyway. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. Inohora kakiteano. Play us out, TJ. Oh my goodness, did I hear you right? Jules for men's that needs a valentine. Oh, right. Even though I'm spoken for a clearly killing time. Thousand miles of ocean and twelve hours behind. I'd be remiss if I did not ask you to be mine.